Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Thursday, August 17th. This is God's fight, not yours. Today's scripture reading is found in 2 Chronicles 20, verses 14 through 17 from the message translation, which reads, Then Jehaziel was moved by the Spirit of God to speak from the midst of the congregation. Jehaziel was the son of Zechariah, the son of Beniah, son of Jael, son of Mataniah, the Levite of the Asaph clan. He said, Attention, everyone, all of you from out of town, all of you from Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat, God's word, don't be afraid. Don't pay any mind to this vandal horde. This is God's war, not yours. Tomorrow, you'll go after them. See, they're already on their way up the slopes of Ziz. You'll meet them at the end of the ravine near the wilderness of Jeruah. You won't have to lift a hand in this battle. Just stand firm, Judah and Jerusalem, and watch God's saving work for you take shape. Don't be afraid. Don't waver. March out boldly tomorrow. God is with you. This is God's word. The world is unprincipled. It's dog-eat-dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair. But we don't live or fight our battles that way. Never have, never will. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation but they are for demolishing that entirely massive corrupt culture. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity. Yes, it just happened again. That's 2 Corinthians 10, 3-6. And I'm really not trying to make this happen. Pieces just keep falling into place between story and letter. How crucial for us to remember that the fight is not ours, but God's. Which doesn't mean painting crosses on our shields or writing John 3.16 on the bombs we drop on the heads of our enemies. Rather poignantly, I'm writing these words in the early morning hours of August 9th, on the 78th anniversary of the bombing of Nagasaki that effectively ended the Second World War, not to mention thousands upon thousands of lives instantly. We can still debate the moral fallout from the dropping of the atomic bomb, but what is hopefully beyond debate is that Jesus does in fact not arm us with bombs to drop. Molotov cocktails to throw or semi-automatic weapons to lock and load, which isn't intended as a political statement on the Second Amendment, but rather as a reminder of Paul's words to the Corinthians. This is God's fight, not ours, so we don't fight the way the world fights. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would have fought to prevent my capture. But now you can plainly see my kingdom does not hearken from nor is beholding to these halls of political power. Or so I would paraphrase Jesus' comment to the Roman governor Pilate, whose name is translated Spear of the Great Waters in the First Nations translation of the New Testament. 
How fitting. The world falls over itself, currying the favor of Spear of the Great Waters, Pilot, and Chief looks brave, Herod, as we recoil in fear at the prospect of being overrun by whatever current Moabite, Ammonite, and Meunite vandal hordes we think we're facing as we prepare to fight as they fight with the ways and means they employ. How much we need our own Yahaziel beheld by God to help us all behold the wonder that's wrapped up in that kingly name Jehoshaphat, the ground of all being rules. And sure, we behold that reality. Sometimes we'll need to march around walls or fight cunning battles, as it were. But in this story, we're brought back to the shores of Exodus, where they stood and watched God do what he was going to do. Since the ground of all being rules, this time we only need stand and watch as the divine solution unfolds right before our eyes without us having to lift one proverbial finger. So as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, how do we balance calculated practical and even political maneuvers with standing still and watching how God resolves the situation? How hard is it for you to stop and make room for God? to resolve a situation rather than trying to help God out. Lord, remind me today that life may not be a picnic, but it remains now and always an unceasing parade of your goodness, your faithfulness, your unfailing love. Lead me this day from place to place, from peril to peril, in that one glorious perpetual victory parade And everywhere I go this day, let people breathe in the exquisite fragrance of Christ in me, the hope of glory. For your mercies.